Uh, hello, everybody. We are just off the air after recording a Facebook Live in the wake of Ireland's defeat to Slovakia on penalties. What a what a sad night it was. But look, we got straight on to Facebook Live to go talk through it all. Myself, Mark Farley, along with Donnie Mahoney, Mick McCarthy and Gary Connaughton. We also had plenty of people getting involved in the Facebook comments. We went through the player ratings, decided who should be man of the match and even looked at some possible reasons to be cheerful. I started off by asking the lads what they made of the game. Ireland lost to Slovakia on penalties. Uh, a moral victory, you might say, but in reality, it was actually a defeat. We're going to go through the player ratings. I'm joined by Donny Mahoney, Mick McCarthy and Gary Connaughton. Gary's got his player ratings up on site. We want you to get your player ratings in as well. Get in touch with us in the comments with who you think played well, uh, what you think their rating should have been. Also, just tell us your thoughts. You know, this is, we're all here together in this, in uh this uh, difficult, difficult night for Irish football. It's uh, it's depressing in one way because we're not going to the Euros and it's probably even more depressing because it looks like we, if we had gotten there, we would have even been better again because we definitely, uh, I think, probably were just about the deserving team in that. If it uh, had to be in goal, definitely an extra time, we were the team that were looking to try and win it. That's what are your immediate thoughts after that game? Uh, I suppose I'll go first. I think we're all a bit sickened here. We were barely even talking before we uh, went live there. You know, I... I think you're right about us, uh, you know, that it would have been a team that would have got better the more they played together. I think that's what we could see over the course of the game even. And it is sort of sickening. There's lots of bright sparks. We did after the Denmark match in the Viva Stadium in 2017, three years ago now, we did, I think, what we called an anger cast and people just sort of like went on Facebook and just started like spouting bile basically about the Irish team and how angry everybody was. And we were there with them. And you don't feel angry after this one. You feel disappointed. And that's a very different feeling. And I don't know whether it's better or worse, but it's uh, it's 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 a lot sadder, funnily enough, because it yeah. just feels like there was a lot to like about everything that was happening. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through, the, we'll nitpick the hell out of it. Like, you know, it wasn't perfect by any means, but it was positive. And it ultimately had the same result and we're not going to the Euros that are going to be in Dublin and that's just going to be horrible next summer. Yeah, definitely. Paddy Daly is in the comments already saying second best performance I've seen in a long time. Uh, Wagner Cavalier says hi from Brazil. It's funny because at times we looked like Brazil, Donny. Oh, it was, it was the best Ireland performance, I think, in 10 years, maybe. Like, against, with, given the stakes... I'm just thinking of this game in Windsor Park that should be happening next month between Ireland and Northern Ireland that we've been robbed of. And what I'm starting to feel as the emotions channel through me is, is a little bit of anger that we, that we screwed it up, that we left it behind. Um, so many chances we made, we created all the best chances in the game. Kind of, you could say we dominated it mm. relatively for Ireland for an away <laughs> game. <laughs> you're like me at the start when I was here the intro where it's like oh yeah we definitely deserved well maybe deserved possibly deserved uh, at least a draw well, <laughs> well they we had, had two great chances in fairness like you know yeah. I think we did have more good chances than them but I don't know about all as the game went on I think Ireland where, where I thought Ireland would fade out and become kind of picked apart actually Ireland grew stronger and uh, like the chances were there and we just we didn't take them you know Gary you're usually uh a man who's pessimistic at best. Uh, what are your thoughts about this Ireland team now after that? Uh, I'm absolutely devastated. <laughs> I like it's such a weird feeling, like Mick was saying, to come away from the game having lost, and which is not uncommon, but to do it in a kind of encouraging way. I don't know what I've rather just 
lose one nil and had 24 percent possession and two headers from a corner you know under <laughs> previous managers but uh to, to lose the game like that because I, I think i think we did deserve to win i think like in previous times we'd be used to seeing Ireland hang on in games late on like that under barrage of attack from the other team but we were the team pushing forward and it was kind of unnerving to watch but like it was great and it was just such a pity that we couldn't take one of those two or three brilliant chances that we had over the course of the last 15 minutes and extra time but yeah summarize Mark I'm heartbroken <laughs> well the comments are still coming in there's two things I want to hear from you right I want to we're going to go through the, match, the player rating so I want to hear everybody in the comments their man of the match uh, let us know who you think uh, should be given the, should, who, was the, who was the best player for Ireland obviously you don't want a Slovakian man of the match don't be sending those in uh, and also tell us I want reasons to be cheerful because we're all kind of sad obviously after this we're not going to the Euros but why should we look forward to the future and it doesn't have to be you know not just that Ireland looked good on the road I want specifics or I want things maybe that have nothing to do with Ireland nothing to do with Irish football just tell us why we should be happy uh, Ken O'Connor says hello from New York NYC we were handled for 75 minutes best chances late on and disappointed best performance in 10 years um, I need to think about, uh, about that a bit you're great, lads. Be well. Um, so look, we, Jason McGuire... 11 years bit, since Paris in 2009 yeah. and under a horrible night. Like, yeah. I, I'm just trying to think there's, there's <laughs> other... like the Germ- I was at the Germany match, which is probably our best result in that time, but I don't know how great the overall performance was. We should have been about no. down at half time in that match. Yeah. The one thing I would say is though, that I, do, I, I feel like we need to... If we're going positive on this we need to have some kind of reality check. I thought Slovakia at times, not, the, not all, were shocking. Like Ireland. some of the some of the way they like they treated the football like Ireland did for the last ten years. It was know? like the first first ten minutes. I remember, I, I I think I messaged you saying that we're going to win this handy because it was like the roles had reversed and Slovakia had one person in uh, the opposition half closing us down. Yeah, and we were all up on top of them. But then when they decided to play, they were very good Slovakia at times. At times, yeah. They only but decided to play at the odd time. I'm just adding that in as a caveat because it is important. Now, what Ireland should have done there was kind of like dominate the game, play a lot of possession, take their time, and then eventually kind of create chances, which is more or less what they did do. But the the issue is that Ireland wouldn't have done that in the past, yeah. they, especially away from home. We would have given the emphasis to the other team to, to to go and kind of take to you know to take that role on when it was there for it was up for grabs we took it and we just wouldn't have done that in the past and there's like the you know eventually we will need results under this but I just I really hope the public are staying patient because that wasn't a terrible game to watch it wasn't all the times when we said we can't play this way because we don't have the players for it or whatever you don't actually need the best players in the world just to play simple football and I think Ireland showed that tonight we didn't look massively exposed at any point and we still have to create chances like and we still have to do all the things that we're, we're not great at doing but we can get there in a more pleasing and less hectic way I suppose is the way we used to play you know yeah, I think that's the, just that's the biggest takeaway for the match for me is that like the Kenny era now ha- has validation. It's going to go on like it, he has credibility. I think as manager, Ireland seemed very prepared, didn't seem rattled at all by the uh, the Ida and Connolly thing, which I think must have been like sent shockwaves through the camp for two guys just to be out of the out of the team out of the blue like that. And like it's clear the players buy in. Okay, the result wasn't there that 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 quality we still don't really we don't have it but the um you know the philosophy has really got through and it was such a big step up from september's game 
Yeah, there's a couple of people in the... Noel here, he said it was the best Irish performance in 20 years, not just 10. So there you go. Uh, but I then, know. Uh, if you want a dose of reality... Germany in the World Cup's only 18 years ago. If you want a dose of reality, Alan Hearty says he can't win a game with no striker. Slovakia were rubbish. Uh, Jason Maguire, I think, uh, was that came in and said you can't be qualifying for the Euros having only scored seven goals. Like, a couple of your man of the match nominees coming in. Ken O'Connor says Goldrick should be man of the match. Philip uh, Jones says Brown man of the match, uh, even though he only came on. Uh, Kevin Dolan, Duffy by a country mile man of the match for Ireland. Uh, Patricia Delaney also says we've got nobody to put the ball in the net. John McDonald, Goldrick by far most uh, better now that we... Sorry, by far more better now. Sorry, don't make... I don't know what you mean there, John. Uh, Jack O'Reilly says we deserve to... Uh, far better than it used to be, that's it. Uh, Jack O'Reilly says we deserve to win. Uh, Duffy Man of the Match led from the front, says Martin Kinsley, even though he's playing at the back. Uh, Davey Ryan says, hello from Australia. Only positive is that the old guard can now go and make way for the young ones in the next qualifying campaign. Should we jump into the player ratings, Gary? So I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, you're going to give your player rating what to give for each player and Donnie and Mick are going to react to them in real time. So Darren Randolph... <laughs> I haven't seen them at all now. I haven't looked. Are you going to give them or will I? You give it. Who do you want to give... Da- give tell, us, tell us your reason why you gave Darren Randolph okay. the rating you did. So I gave Darren Randolph a seven, which I thought was fair. He made one brilliant save in the first half, a couple of other decent saves. He did what he had to do. He's not like didn't really have to do much else. Was unlucky with a couple of the penalties. If that would have been bumped up to a 11 probably if he managed to save one of the penalties and we went through but uh, yeah he was unlucky there so I think 7 was fair enough for him I, I had no confidence of him saving any of the penalties I'm sorry I, I don't know it just I had this sort of brainwave that he wasn't going to save any of them I don't know it was a bad just an omen or something I don't know Should the he goalkeeper have? I've ever seen to nearly save a Penenka though I was going to say exactly <laughs> I've never seen the goalkeeper save a Penenka but it was the best effort I've seen he was on the yeah. ground stood back up and I thought in real time I thought he had it Mm. Uh, when you just suddenly it's, it's almost a weird panic world stop still when you see a Penenka happening and you see the keeper hasn't hit the ground and but yeah. unfortunately he didn't get it yeah I gave him a 7 as well I thought that uh, he made that great save he very 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 nearly uh, fecked up in the last minute yeah um, oh, passing it out like, that was I mean, the worst that was uh, nothing happened of it so we don't talk about it but uh, <laughs> in general solid like you know, it's a Darren Randolph performance he's you know, first name team sheets sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I think uh, Kevin oh, or Ken O'Connor, sorry, came in with an eight. I presume that's for Darren. Send us in your play ratings as we're going along. A lot of people now uh, giving us a bit of a dose of reality there. Andy Farrell saying, same old story, very upsetting. Goldrick is man of the match, but pretty can't finish. They're a poor side and we're just not clinical enough. Uh, I saw someone else in, yeah, Brendan Canavan saying the usual, but all the, we played well and that's the best we've played in ages. We lost to a team we could have beaten. And yeah. at the end of the day, second out of two. I think that's I think that's a fair assessment, but it kind of depends on what way you want to look at it. And I think actually, I'm actually not great for the the moral defeats. And I thought Gary, you wouldn't be either. I would say, you know, and like Donny, if we were, you know, I'd expect you to turn on us if we're we're normally going with moral moral victories. But I think in this case, it it just is a bit different. We we yeah. this isn't same old same old. We haven't been the better team in lost games. It it happened in 2009 against France in the, after it was being absolutely dominated and destroyed in the first leg. Don't forget as well, we played one yeah. good game and that's the only time that really happened. This was a completely different thing. It's a new departure actually for us to be the kind of better team and, you know, not get the result of the team that we probably should have beaten in, away from home. I, I don't really agree with that, I have to say. Donny, you were going to come in there? 
I was going to say that Andy Farrell, the rumpy coach, who's uh, leaving <laughs> negative comments in the in the Facebook comments, <laughs> throwing shade. Just right, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Steve, again, right. Steve again. He's going to be watching when we're doing the uh, we're we're <laughs> on live after the Six Nations in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, moving on to next period of appearance, Gary Matt Doherty. Yeah, I gave Matt Doherty a six. Um, I thought he was he he kind of was shaky at the start. He gave away a couple of dangerous fouls at the edge of the box. He gave the ball away a couple of times grew into the game more, but you could also see that they were targeting him to try and get the ball in behind him. It happened a couple of times. There was the one where, uh, I can't remember, their forward missed the chance. It was a difficult chance, but it kind of got in behind him. So he got forward a bit more as the game went on, but just couldn't quite get that final ball in. So I think six for, I thought six for him was fair overall. Like it was, it was good. It was fine. It wasn't his best. Lads, your reaction to six? Gary's going to laugh at me here because uh, we've never had a conversation where he hasn't rated Matt Doherty higher than me. <laughs> I actually went for a seven. And I'll tell you why. It's because I actually, like, uh, I thought the back four in general played really well. The only chances did come through Doherty. And it, there is a genuine issue with his defence there. And, like, there was three or four chances that, you know, were his fault. I actually thought he recovered very well for the last one. I don't think he got credit on the commentary when the ball was skied over the bar. He was fully recovered for there. If that shot was on target, he blocked it, you know. But... I think what he offers has gone forward, his link-up play with Robinson and Hendrick, especially in the first half. He was more dangerous than most when we were going forward. He was the one looking for the kind of the the more uh, clinical kind of and go forward and sort of ruthless ball when everybody else might have been faffing about a little bit. And I think he offers, it was, it was nearly the best I've seen him in that role for Ireland, the one that we've seen him in the Premier League for for so long. He's got massive issues defensively, which stops him from an eight or a nine, you know, and, and put us in trouble a couple of times. But ultimately, we did keep a clean sheet, and I thought he played well, you know? He's a seven, yeah. for, seven for me, but I'd have to knock him down to a six based on the penalty because, first of all, Kenny sort of seeks him out there before the penalties <laughs> and has a quick word with him. What do they agree on? Because whatever it was, he just bashed it off the bar. Like, I mean, you've got to do better there, Tori. I don't know. It's uh, probably unlucky, but I did see, see someone in the comments with the point that you should never let a person who's had a cramp, who's been suffering from cramp, an extra time take a penalty. Good point. Good That's point. Penalty taking decisions, I have to say, I. I I wouldn't have been mad about the decisions. Even Horahan taking the first one wasn't for me. You know, I never like he took, he scored it, but I don't know. I didn't like the any of the selections really, except for Brady. I wouldn't argue with a seven for Doherty. It was a six and a half, if anything. And I'd never take a point off a player for missing a penalty in a penalty shoot unless they unless they hit fifteen yards over the bar or something like that. But yeah, I I also wouldn't argue with a six. Funny enough, it's not. I don't think we're too far off on that one yet. It was a six and a half. I'd say we're going either way. Uh, So next, I had Shane Duffy. I gave him a nine because I thought, for especially between say the forty-fifth and whenever that goal line clearance was, he was unbelievable in defence. He was like there was a magnet in his head the ball just every ball that went into the box he just got to it every time he nearly kills the Slovakian keeper with a missile <laughs> when he threw himself at the ball there as well in the second half so I thought Duffy was brilliant uh, we were kind of saying the last day after the other games that he was struggling a bit on the ball we didn't really see that as much although to be fair Slovakia didn't put much pressure on him but defensively I thought he was unbelievable so I thought nine there yeah, definitely. And also, if you're looking at the whoscored.com player ratings, um, just going through that, they're, they're kind of statistically calculated based off different aspects, obviously pass and tackles, all that. Duffy was the highest rated player on whoscored.com. He got 7.9. So uh, I don't think, I mean, maybe nine, possibly an eight, but look at it. Uh, moving on to the rest of the back four, John Egan, Enda Stevens. How do you got here, Gary? I've 
give the two of them a seven. I thought uh, Egan was solid. He didn't really do as much. Well, he didn't do as much spectacular work at the back as Duffy anyway, but he played well, passed the ball around. Uh, Enda Stevens kind of grew into the game a bit more. I thought the pass he gave for Alan Brown's chance mm-hmm. uh, oh, at the brilliant. end of normal time was amazing. It was completely, I love those disguised passes where you can, even you can't see them coming on TV. Yeah. So I thought that was a brilliant pass. So that was nearly worth an extra point in itself. So I thought seven for him as well was I had two eights on that one, I have to say. I agree with you on yeah. Duffy for sure, but I, I thought Egan Egan brought the ball forward in a way I haven't seen an Irish centre half do ever really, and he was doing it constantly, and he was getting like, mm-hmm. he was going full pace, and he was setting up attacks by doing that, and he was kind of leaving the even their midfield behind, never mind their forwards, you know? And I thought Stevens was everywhere. I just, I thought, I thought Enda Stevens had a brilliant, I think that might have been Enda Stevens' best game for Ireland, I have to say. He was he was doing what Doherty was doing on the other side, but he was never yeah. exposed defensively, you know? Mm. We're very, am I, Am I overreading it just based of one game? And but are we a bit too reliant on Doherty and Stevens? It was almost like an extra time and like right, we're going to take this with this cover. Like they were our attacking threats in open play. We probably just need something in the middle or something when the play yeah. is slowed down yeah. rather than yeah. relying yeah. on them. To I think we're going to think... come. On. I think we're going to come on to what the problems. Were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The I was going to say I think that's very dependent on the other personnel on the team, but. Yeah, I see your point. In the second half, they did it a lot more than they did in the first and an extra time. So I don't think that was a coincidence. But uh, James McCarthy was next. I thought I gave him a six. I thought he was kind of a not. You kind of forgot he was playing at times, but I don't think it's his job to do anything spectacular. And he put in the tackles and he covered the yards well in midfield. Play only played an hour. He had to come off injured, so I thought yeah. a six for him was fair. Linked things well as well. But he six, linked things well. Yeah, definitely six. Uh, yeah. I know Mick in the brief. But I gave Conor Howard a five. Um, five. Wow, that's yeah. Ah, come on now. For for a couple of reasons, right? I thought he was breezed by in midfield seven or eight times, and just let Slovakian players walk like a three quarter pace walk by him in a jog. Like I love Conor Howard, and I think he's a great player. But I just thought tonight that wasn't what we needed. There was times I found myself shouting at TV, just put the tackle in, just track back, and it caught us out a couple of times. I thought he was. He dropped too deep. He, he blocked up that space for Enda Stevens in the first half, especially when he was playing on the left side of the tree. Um, I thought his set pieces, with a couple of exceptions, were a bit of a letdown. I think, to be fair, he was doing what he was told and floating the, box, the ball into the box and corners uh, because we don't normally see him do that, but I thought they were let down. And then he missed an absolute sitter that would have won the game for Ireland. And I think, I think you have to count that as well. So I think it might be a bit harsh, but I just, I just don't think he played well enough. Can I just give you a bit of perspective on, on Howerhan just as a Villa fan, who like especially from, say, Villa's time in the Championship, where they basically wanted to build a team with him as the kind of deep-lying number six, for want of a better word, and Glenn Whelan kept knocking him out of the team, or not knocking him out of the team, but knocking him more forward into the team into kind of a less important role, because he, he, it is the perfect position for him with the ball at his feet. Yeah, but he can't do the rest of the stuff and the amount I thought that actually some of the things that you've kind of overlooked there in the second half was the amount of times and in extra time that he played a really really brilliant simple looking ball straight through the Slovakian midfield into a kind of a number 10 position for Ireland that just set up that gave us loads of space and set up an attack that no other Irish player does and I can't remember another Irish player ever having done it really Mm -hmm. you know and that's really important and shouldn't be overlooking. That's why Kenny wants him on the team. And that's why when McCarthy went off, he dropped him into that position. But the issues in without the ball are too big for me. You know, I mean, there was times when Slovakia were picking up the ball in between the lines with like 
just absolutely loads of space and you're just looking to see where the man should be and you're seeing Hurrahan kind of Hurrahan No, and that's for me is the issue and that like how does he not put his foot through that ball lads I don't want to be harsh like I mean again I as a Villa fan I love Hurrahan but like that's that, uh, just gonna haunt me. That is gonna haunt me because that is too casual. That is Gary's right. That I is don't know if it's, it's called casual. I think that. it's the course of the left footer. Uh, yeah. When it comes on his right, he went. He's trying to it in like it yeah, was an empty goal, he, but there was two people. He just wanted to slice it, you know, on the weak weaker yeah. foot. I think that was that was harder to keep on the ground than it was to lift into the net. Though he has to been trying to keep it on the ground because I think if you any anyway miss hit that from that distance, you're going to scuff it a bit, and it might go a bit to the left or a bit to the right, but it's going to go up. So he hasn't been trying to keep it on the ground. So I don't know. I That's what he probably was though. He, he probably was weak of foot, and he yeah. didn't want to sky it because. It's almost like every left-footed player is a cultured left foot, but the stereotype is then the right you're worried about. Uh, yeah. A couple more of your comments. Wait, sorry, uh, can I just uh, go on? Sorry, I just want to just finish on on that because we're going to talk about that. Like we're doing players, but that move was what like that. I was so impressed by that move because it was a brilliant pass through in the first place. Then it got away from Robinson, but he didn't panic. He held it and gave the right ball back. Uh-huh. Then Brown hit it to, instead of shooting what was a really good chance he gave it to the player in the better position all keeping the heads no panic and we've been watching Ireland for we're talking we keep mentioning 10 years here as a random number but what have we been seeing for Ireland for 10 years as soon as the ball comes you just like Ugh, and just either in attack or defence <laughs> yeah. it was just the last thing Ireland wanted was a ball at their feet you know yeah. and look, if that goal had gone in it would have been such a such a good goal and what a way to get into the next round like you know I did mean to say, just when you were mentioning that earlier on about how Ron McYarr right in that, I felt like we were good at just like low intensity passing the ball around and giving it to lads. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot of that during the match for both teams, but Howerhan was definitely someone who could give it. You could see like the ball was coming to him and he had it gone with a real snappy pass through the lines really quickly. I don't think anybody else can do that on the team. So that definitely in his defence say that about him a lot of uh, more comments coming in Paul Tierney says harder loss to take when we were better subs helped okay Brown missed a penalty but thought he did well I was shouting in Slovakia lads uh, now lads Hamsik is class and his experience mm. really showed Hamsik Dario Gaynor says two corners with his different feet yeah. Stephen Kelly uh, talk about that in commentary what a player he is like. Dario Gaynor <laughs> says pony soccer in our country is shocking three chances three chances to qualify for a tournament where 24 out of 50 teams qualify and we don't do it <laughs> <laughs> in our defence I, I think it might be 52 uh, Carson <laughs> says cheer up rerun Packy Bonner again uh, and then obviously um, Paul Tierney says lads don't forget missing Coleman Connolly and Ida not an excuse really like Harrahan but he had to get that uh, presume that's that chance and or had McGoldrick beside him to lay it off moving on through the rest of the midfield Gary what are your ratings yeah, I had Jeff Hendrick. I gave Hendrick a six. I thought it was interesting to see him play higher up the pitch tonight, especially in the first half. When we did, or when Slovakia had the ball, he was basically a second striker. He was up further up the pitch than uh, uh, McGoldrick at times. I think that's a role that could suit him, and he had a couple of nice little touches. I was kind of there was always when he when he moved back in the second half and an extra time. I was always kind of fearful that he was taking an extra touch when he was under pressure from Slovakia, but he always kind of got out of it. So I think it was solid from. Hendrick, I had higher hopes after he had a good start, but it was, it was a decent performance, I thought. I just would have given him a seven. Yeah, yeah I would have given him a seven too. Kept the ball away badly a couple of times late on in the yeah. game, like really badly. But and and he does like I mean Jeff Hendrick always, always, always will drift out of a game and just you forget he's playing for a while. But it seemed to happen 
later in this game and for a shorter period of time, you know. So I thought he was very good in the first half, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, and then even in yeah. extra time, he got back into it. Like he seemed um, like his role had to totally change when when McCarthy went off. But uh, it, I don't know. He seems to be the most divisive player in the Ireland team, or the the player that on social media people hate the most, from what I can see. But I I thought he he was very good in that advanced role today. Yeah, and also, like, we, we talked about this in the Build Up podcast. Uh, for anybody who doesn't listen, you can find us by searching the Build Up on Balls.ie and all good podcast apps with Kevin Dye later sure. on in the week when we were previewing the game, Mick. And we actually discussed, we literally discussed this thing with Jeff Hendrick and his ability to take the ball under pressure and take it off uh, centre-backs. And that not he doesn't, like, he, he keeps getting put into these uh, more attacking positions in the Ireland team and that maybe that pivot is the better role for him. I thought he did it very well the next time. I know, Gary, you were saying that you're a bit afraid of it. But I think that reason no, is because I, he's not afraid to take the ball yeah. with people breathing down his neck. And that's actually it a, a positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a criticism. It was just like, it made me nervous because I'm not used to yeah. seeing it. But like, yeah. he actually did it well. He yeah. took a ball at one stage in extra time and just sort of like opened his body and sprayed it out to Doherty with a kind of a lovely curled pass. And it wasn't the most complicated thing in the world, but I just remember thinking, geez, that's a real midfielder's pass. And mm. Ireland were on the front foot. It wasn't a nothing pass either, you know, but uh, I just, I'd love to, I the problem, my problem with Hendrick is he could have the best game in the world and I'd always want to see more from him. Yeah, like okay. he just, he's just a player you kind of believe in and he never f- quite fulfills that. But that, that, that's probably something that's unfair as well from our point of view. Who else have you got, Gary? Uh, Colin Robinson, I gave an eight. Uh, I thought Robinson played really well. I really liked the way we're used to with Ireland uh, wingers in the past. Even Robinson, when he's playing under Mick McCarthy, he'd get the ball, take three or four touches, kind of try and go by a man, not go by him, and then swing an aimless cross either over the far side of the sideline or into the first man. But I thought tonight he got the ball, he took a touch, he moved it quick, he kept moving the ball all the time. Either he'd take it on himself or give it to somebody else to make movement and then when he played on the left he I think that made the difference when he played on the left and Brady was on the right that they allowed the space for Doherty and Egan to, or, and uh, Stevens to get forward and they improved I don't think it was a coincidence that they came into the game after that change was made so I was really impressed with Robinson I was just I would have liked him to get into the box a little bit more but really really good performance I thought his best Ireland game by far I think yeah probably yeah I'd agree that's his best game for Ireland yeah. very good player probably shows you that you need to be playing lads that are in form. You know, there's a, there, there's a habit probably with Irish teams well then that there's guys you trust in and guys who have been there and done that before. But Robinson, uh, a lot of players like that, the likes that have been in decent form at club level, level have come in and done really well tonight. So it shows you. Then, the likes, then you have the likes of Callum O'Dowda, who I did, thought did pretty well off the bench, having not played any club football. Uh, so it looks like we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it, Gary. Who's gonna, is there anybody going to trump Shane Duffy for your man of the match? Who are the rest of your player right uh, I have David McGoldrick, I also gave a nine. Uh, for me, it was a toss-up between him and Duffy for Man of the Match. I thought McGoldrick in the first half, he got very little joy, but he was working really hard. In the second half then, especially in, in the, say, for the last 25 minutes, I thought he was absolutely immense. He kind of, and for the first half of extra time as well, he was the one who said, right, I'm going to go and try and win this game for Ireland. Yes. Like that run he produced for um, Howerton's chance where he bet two or three men to a gorgeous true ball. It was brilliant. Like, how often have we seen an Ireland player do that? And he's a, a striker, like, running from deep. So I thought uh, he had the chance in the second half from outside the box. Uh, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Like, I love McGoldrick. I think everything he offers to a team, it's just a pity. I would have loved to see Aaron Connolly in the team with him because I think those two tonight, if Aaron Connolly was on the left, that they could have linked up brilliantly. But we just needed somebody to run beyond McGoldrick. But, 
My only criticism of McGoldrick is that he's 32 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's very inconsiderate. Uh, it feels like that be when Daryl Murphy started making, like, you know, really, really coming through late in his career as well. But, yeah. like, McGoldrick, you know, trying to win the game for Ireland is a very good way of putting McGarry because I always define, like, really great performances like that. You know, it's like we always talk about you know, Roy Keane against Portugal or Holland or, you know, the David Beckham Greece example, you know, not just a free kick, but everything he did beforehand and all. It's like, I thought McGoldrick did that. You know, he just real grabbed the game by the scuff of the neck and say, here, let's do something. Nothing's been happening. Ireland were kind of fading out of the game a little bit. And he did. It was that brilliant run epitomised it all, but he did about 10 things in that 20 minute period, I thought. Um, And then he very nearly, like he had a great shot right at the very start of extra time as well that, you never know if that was f- two yards either side of the goalkeeper. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, lads. Be thinking about these all night now. Waking a t- toss and turn at three o'clock in the morning thinking, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that St- so, uh, Brown chance. You've got a few more player raises to go through, Gary, but I'm going to guess that nobody is going to uh, get any higher than nine with uh, Duffy, no. that Duffy McGoldrick got. So in terms of clearing a man of the match, I want people getting involved in the comments. You've narrowed it down. We're going to trust. I know there's a few other candidates like Robinson the likes, but given that Gary has two people on nine, Duffy or McGoldrick, who should have got man of the match? Uh, and while we're waiting on those, come in, Gary, run us through the rest of the players. Uh, okay, so I gave, I don't know, James McLean, I thought it was a five. I thought in the first minute, he made that brilliant run where he tracked the man and he stopped like what was looked like a great chance. And I thought, yes, here we go. But I just think that the game just, he was trying things and just nothing was working for him. I just think it was one of those days where I like I can't I don't want to be critical because he worked really hard. He did all the things you'd expect him to do. He had that chance set up about eight or nine minutes before half time. I think like if that fell maybe to Robinson or McGoldrick, I think it could have been different. He completely fluffed it. Like I know it was blocked, but you could see it was going well wide. And like I was saying before about where it was great to see Robinson get the ball, move it, pass somebody else, keep moving. McLean kind of fell into the thing where he was um just crossing it in every time he got it and none of them really came anywhere close to finding an Ireland player so I thought a five for him maybe is a little bit harsh but I, I think it was telling that he was substituted on the hour mark as well he was kind of the first one to be brought off I know McCarthy was injured but so yeah five for him I thought you'd imagine he wasn't expecting to start when he kind of yeah. woke up this morning so I like I wasn't surprised to see he was the first person drawn or subbed off but I thought he had his moments. The yellow card was it on Hamstick that he got? He earned that. That was, was, was classic. Like, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, you know what you're going to get with McLean. It's great that he's so reliable. You know, in a way, it kind of summed up his performance. He beat two men, and it looked like there was a great chance on. And then he gave a really sloppy pass straight to the blacking player, and was like, "Right, I'm going to make up for this." And then just went straight <laughs> through the back of Hamstick. So it was. We like, seem to be kind targeting- of best and the worst of them. Yeah, we seem to be targeting their full backs with big sweeping balls and he yeah. did get a bit of joy and like a lot of them it was kind of like a Gaelic football kick out in terms of like get under the brakes lads because they were winning them and I don't think he, so a lot of the time wasn't even contested he was just getting ready for that second ball and he had likes of Stevens as well coming off I thought that worked well at times. There was a brilliant move between Robinson and I think maybe Hendrick on the right hand side uh, midway through the first half that Hendrick uh, Robinson ended up hitting a brilliant ball that McLean completely read wrong 
and jumped into where McGoldrick was and then the ball just kind of pittered out over the, I think it went for a throw in the end but it was like it was a brilliant ball for McLean he just wasn't there for it you know I know that's a, a small thing that just can't be my main problem with McLean actually would be he had his normal performance but he wasn't he didn't have the legs anymore now I'm not saying that he doesn't have the legs anymore I think he's only 31 but he hasn't been playing much football it's been a weird few months he hasn't really been in the Stoke team and then suddenly to go and play all these guys are playing you know for the past month non-stop and then you're in a massive uh, playoff in international level he just he seemed three yards slower than everybody else on the pitch um, and I just thought that he was wrong footed a few times and stuff like that so it just wasn't his night you know Keep your comments coming in for who you think should be man of the match. It's looking like there's going to be a clear winner here, judging by the comments that are coming in. But while we wait on that, Gary, just quickly run through the rest of the substitutes in terms of what rating to give them. Yeah, so I gave Brady a six. I thought he was good on. He was really good on the ball when he came on, and it was exactly what Ireland needed at the time. He was getting his foot on the ball, taking it in field, playing nice little one twos. He he kind of threatened a couple of times, picking up on the edge of the box, and you were kind of waiting for him to curl one into the top corner, but it just didn't quite happen. And then the free kick as well. In extra time that could have been a bit different too um, Alan Brown I gave a 7 I think there's a version of this game where if a couple of little other things happen where we're sitting here and it's like where's Alan Brown been all our lives you know that where, why? He's like, he had two unbelievable chances to win the game for Ireland like the one, first one he could have done maybe a little bit better but I thought it was a really good save for the keeper the second one where he cut across the man at the front post and he got his foot to, like they're so hard to do, it's so hard to do there's only so much you can do it's just directed towards goals so I thought he was really lively and he played really well. It was really unfortunate that he was the one to miss the penalty then well, before Doherty, but in, uh, after playing so well. So I thought he played really well when he came on, to be fair. I don't um, know. I, I, I would have put... I, th- I thought Brady was just as good as Brown, though. Not, I'm not criticising Brown. I was just thinking you're a bit, you're a bit low on Brady. I probably would have given him... No, I think... I, 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 yeah, maybe. I just thought Brown was more threatening. He was, like on, he was threatening to get on the end of things, whereas Brady was more in the build-up. Like, that's not to say he was any worse necessary. I just think that Brown had a bigger impact after coming on. Maybe if Brown was a seven and a half and Brady was a seven, I, but I don't do half marks. So, <laughs> um, and then I'll just give Ododa as well. I thought Ododa was a seven. I thought Ododa did more like in the whatever time he was on today than he did in the other two games. I thought he was really good. He was the one who set up that Brown chance, played a really nice one too with Robbie Brady, I think it was. So I thought all three subs played really well though. And that's kind of weird for Ireland because usually when we bring on subs, they tend not to do much. But tonight, all three came on and improved the team, which I thought was a big plus and maybe pointed to a stronger squad than we've necessarily had in the past. But Shane Long and NA? Shane Long and NA, I didn't think it was fair yeah. really to rate because the game was kind of petered out at that stage. So I like the way he chased down the goalkeeper that one time. Uh, uh, Brown, Alan Brown, lads, I can't, like, I'm just looking here. I was just, I'm, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ireland had four great chances. Uh, Horahans was the best one. McLean's was probably the least easy and then Browns were the two in between and I really thought the guy that when he was like one-on-one with the goalkeeper he really should have scored after that brilliant mm-hmm. end of Stevens uh, bit of play more so than the other one when he hit the post he's very unlucky and he misses the penalty I think you're so right it's like you know we're going to be praising Alan Brown's performance but he's going to go home tonight and just think what like what could have been you know like it's, it's a, I really didn't think he had much confidence going up for that penalty I think it was written all over his face everybody here said it uh, everybody you know both of us said, me and my wife both said it as he was going up that he was going to miss it's just a terrible feeling when you get that about a player and you're so rarely wrong um, but like I hope there's a way that Stephen Kenny can get the positives out of what he actually did do because he totally has a future in this team like he actually did play very well and was in those positions for those chances, you know? I'm always going to remember this as the Alan Brown game. 
Like, Unfortunately, yeah, I think it is a little bit, isn't it? And like, I mean, like it's so right that he was in those, he got himself into all those positions and like just the way it all kind of conspired that he became the sort of like, you know, I don't think anybody would have been expect, even expecting him to, you know, there's so much talk about Jack Burns' role in this game uh, in pre-match and it was, it was actually Brown uh, who came off the bench when like the Ireland midfield looked quite depleted and where I, I thought the game might swing against us. Like he kind of led a, a charge back there, but there was, you, it's so rare for Ireland to even have chances and for him to be <laughs> so, so front and center on two of them. Uh, I don't know. I, I, but like, uh, I, it's, it's football. <laughs> Donnie just lost for words there. <laughs> just yeah. so devastated. Can I add yeah. one more player rating though, lads, before we finish? Uh, I just think it's very important that the TV director um, gets a big fat zero out of 10. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen, I've, like I'm, we've been watching games that have been directed by French people for years in both rugby and soccer. And this was the worst performance I've ever seen. The amount of live play they missed because they decided to go to replays or close-ups of players or something like that. And you're just yeah. After playing here, yeah. I don't have to have the draw. We were up the other end of the pitch last I saw. There was one where, uh, where Dan Randolph had the ball in his hands and he was just, you know, he's just dropping it to roll it out in front of him to do something with it. And he's looking around to go, what's going on? And then they just cut to something for ages and they came back and like Slovakia were on the attack at the edge of our penalty area. You're like, what's happened here? Like, <laughs> it, it felt like normally they'd fill, uh, like obviously with crowd shots and stuff and stuff going on. And it felt like it, the director was kind of like, we're going to have to put in something here because we can't just show a match straight for 90 minutes. But then... They ended up missing, like you said, about a minute of action in the game where we might never know what happened. Maybe Ireland missed another three or four series. We don't know. We may never will. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a bit weird. <laughs> can I can I give one player rating out as well um, to Keith Andrews' yeah. voice? And I'd like to give <laughs> loudest man. I think percent. that's nine out of ten is not fair. If we're given Duffy and Goldrick uh, nines, I think Andrews deserves a ten because like the amount of times out out get up get across brownie. It was just. It was basically a goggle box with yeah. Keith Andrews. It also his reaction like, to the penalties as well. Uh, oh, when he shouted and made Stephen <laughs> Kenny deaf after the after Horan. <laughs> and that was only penalty <laughs> points. Can you imagine yeah, Kenny yeah. going, we could be here for 10 or, no, or 10, 11 penalties here. I also think uh, it was a good <laughs> yellow card with Stephen Kenny because it was, I, I kind of flipped at that moment as well because Slovakia had gotten into this habit of just yeah. backing into McGoldrick or wherever it was when there was a long ball played up front and then just drop into the ground. And the ref just kept giving freeze for pushing in the back, even though it wasn't. And I was like, for God's sake, that was no push. And then straight away, Stephen Kenny's got a yellow card. So you can assume that that's yeah. uh, he was uh, yeah. verbalizing. The ref the was so team. fussy. Like uh, the first half, every Ireland ball that went into the box was a free, you know, and some of them, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Anyway, he just seemed very fussy. Uh, there was... Um, I think it's also important to mention that Damien Duff really seems to have nailed and nailed down the iPad role on the Irish bench. Yeah. You know, when every, every coach has their thing, he's the one kind of like, uh, you know, playing solitaire and pretending to be shown the subs directions yeah. uh, before they go on. So uh, good on Duffer for that, yeah. you know, and he gave uh, Callum Robinson a big hug, a big well-played lad hug when he came off, uh, which I think everybody loved as well. So a few minutes ago, we asked you, who do you think was your man of the match? Now, there's plenty came in at the beginning for Shane Duffy, saying Shane Duffy by a mile or whatever. But going by Gary's player ratings, we had Duffy and David McGoldrick tied at nine apiece. We asked the people in the comments on Facebook Live to decide the casting vote. And as the comments that have come in are McGoldrick, McGoldrick, McGoldrick man of the match, McGoldrick, David McGoldrick man of the match, in my opinion, 
and then there was one vote for Connor Salmon. So there we go. I think <laughs> got a crown. Match. David McGoldrick, man of the match. Uh, I do agree with that. We're, we're look. We're we're trying to clutch to the positives here, and that was one of them was his performance, and indeed lots of the other players, indeed nearly everybody. Uh, so what can we say? Look at the future might be bright. We hope it's not bright in the the, well, the short term Euros. or the Euro. Yeah, Euro twenty twenty. Sure, look at. It's going to be the wrong year anyway. Who'd want to win it? Uh, that's all we can say. Uh, if you are just tuning in, you're going to be able to listen back to this uh, entire show on our podcast feed soon enough. Uh, we're going to keep Mick up all night. He's going to get that up uh, straight away once we go off the air here. Uh, and if you are listening to the podcast feed, please do uh, subscribe as well. You can find us by searching Ball Study uh, Podcast on all good podcast apps. And please leave a rating and a review uh, while you're there as well. Thank you very much for watching along and thank you for listening.